Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Welcome back in. We got more talk this week, Daniel, on Locked On Bulldogs about football. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, we play Auburn this week. Is it football game time? Is it football time? It is. Yes. Is it? It's, it's, it's the time. Is this the regular South Soldis rivalry or... Uh, well, I don't know if that could be said. No. Probably not. It's it's not irregular, but I don't know if it's regular. <laughs> it's, it's probably... <laughs> oh, it's pretty irregular. The Deep South is pretty irregular, if I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> Actually, you would know more than, than me. I'm not even going to touch that with a 10-foot bull. Uh, but welcome, Locked On Bulldogs. We're here to talk uh, a couple things today pertaining to, and not exclusively, uh, to basketball and football. Uh, but Daniel, uh, may we not forget, we are not... As I put air quotes around just fans, we're superior to the media credentialed people. We're better than fans. We're like Uber fans, really, with I microphones. Mean, all Georgia fans are, or most Georgia fans, I'll say, are Uber fans. We do own microphones, but that is about yeah. all that separates us from regular Georgia fans. Um, uh, we give this public service announcement every week, um, but just so you know, just so you know what you're getting into. It's nice. It's nice to walk into a restaurant, you know. Sometimes when you go on vacation, you're not really sure the lay of the land. It's nice when the restaurant posts the menu outside the door. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, get a little nice. Exactly. You get a feel for what's going on in there before you walk in. That's that's why we tell you this every week. We are Georgia fans. This is a podcast for fans, by fans. Uh, we'd love for you to join in the conversation. Many of you do every week. You can email us at lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. Uh, subscribe to the show. Um Click that subscribe button. Give us a rating. Give us mm-hmm. a review. Um, uh, give us a shout out on Twitter. Uh, retweet us. Tell a friend. Tell your neighbor. Um, uh, just yeah, you can help us out in any of those ways. All all or any of those would be helpful to us. Um, uh, yeah, we would love to engage with you because we're gonna be here every day talking about Georgia Georgia football, which we're gonna get into. As we move on in the show, um, but also Georgia basketball. Georgia basketball in action Hello. last night. So uh, let's talk about that a little bit to start things let's off. Let's do it. Uh, yep. First segment is going to be basketball talk. Second segment, we're going to get to a couple of questions uh, about stupid things we read on the internet, which again, there is no lack of. And Daniel and I, we just got nothing to do all day. We, we don't have jobs or kids or families or anything like that. So we're just... On the devices, looking for it. None of uh, that is Dan's accurate. Couple, but, none of that is accurate. But but it's easy to find stupid things. It's not hard. We it, we do not spend a lot of time on this part of the show. No, it's it's like a magnet. It just comes right to us. Uh, and then the last segment, Daniel has uh, a couple of very hard questions pertaining to our football team. So Daniel, let's let's go back. Uh, we played as we all know them as in the hoops, uh, the Citadel. The Citadel. The Citadel. Yes, the Citadel. Uh, the Citadel, um, who is 1-0 and in collegiate athletics against teams from the state of Georgia this, uh, <laughs> this calendar year. They, uh, of course, beat Georgia Tech in football earlier in the Correct. year. And now those same Citadel um, came Citadel. into Athens. Uh, it was a 95-86 game. Uh, this was a close game, Clint. Uh, yes, it was. This game came down to the wire. It was within one point uh, a couple different times in the second half. It was never above 10 points. Um, uh, Georgia could never pull away. Credit the Citadel. They hit a bunch of shots. They had a guy 
um, on their team whose last name was uh, Brown, I believe. Yeah, his yes. last name was Brown, and he scored 26 points. Um, uh, he all of them in the second half, and all of them behind the arc. Is seemingly what it could not be stopped. Um, uh, but credit this young Georgia team; they got the win. At this point in the season, we've said this before: a win is a win for this Georgia team. Uh, Clint, general takeaways that you had, and then I got a couple of questions for you. Uh, I think the general takeaway I had is, yeah, this game was back and forth. Just it looked like we wanted to get in a slugfest. It looked like we had no interest in doing anything other than just going blow for blow with them, Daniel. Is that how this, you felt about this? This looked like a pickup game at times. There were times <laughs> yes. when there was not even effort being made on the defensive end of the court. It was like, just run it out of bounds and we'll take it, you know, like, yeah. We'll, yeah. and then we'll come back and we'll score and then. Give it, it was back just like a you. carousel, just going, you know, it was like laps. You run down this half of the court, I'll run down the other, and we'll just keep on doing a circle. Uh, so that was a little disconcerting. I had some questions and some uh, ask about that. But, Daniel, it, it was good to me because I saw a lot of uh, I saw a lot of confidence building in a couple of our players, uh, particularly, well, clearly on the offensive side of the, the court. Uh, but it was, it was fun. I'll tell you that. It was entertaining. Primary takeaway, and this is going to, you know, we're beating a dead horse here already uh, on the podcast and in all things Georgia basketball. But make no mistake, Anthony Edwards, good at basketball. Uh, uh, very good. good. I think what he says on his just I uh, all he says is what we do here in Athens is all layups are reverse. And there's not a three point attempt I have met, I have said no to. He just he takes them all, Daniel. Here he might, we shoot threes and he, we reverse layup. He might should have said no to some in yes, this he game. Should have. Um, he, he did not shoot an incredibly high percentage. He was ten for twenty three from the floor, two of nine from three. That was kind of the theme of the night. Um, he was not the worst three point shooter on our team. We will get to that. <laughs> But um, he did score 29 points, which is an insane number of points. But Georgia had six players in double figures, kind of sleepy uh-huh. six players in double figures in this game. No one no one outside of Anthony Edwards had more than 13, though. It was 29, 13, 13, 10, 10, 10 were our leading scores in the game. So six players in double figures, a bit misleading. Three of them with yeah. exactly half of them with exactly 10 points. Um my question to you is, Clint, it's obvious what we have in Anthony Edwards. He is silky smooth. Yeah. He's he's a bit of a slow starter, we've learned. But he's got that, yes, that we've got that he's got that takeover button that he pushes in the second half where you can just tell he just says, I'm com-. when he came down the floor and he hit that pull up three Uh, He had just scored uh, on a layup, and then he came down and he hit that pull-up three. Man, there was some. That was a magical time. There was juice. My question to you, though, Clint, is who is the second best player on this team? Because I think there is some legitimate debate to be had, and I have somebody in mind, and I am a I'm one hundred percent positive it is not anyone you're going to say. Oh, this is fantastic. Uh, the two people that jump out to me as I look at the game and I look at the flow of how the game went, uh, I, I think I have a follow-up question. Has Severe Willer thrown, guaranteed in his life, he's thrown a PS4 controller outside of a window getting upset at a video game? True or false? <laughs> that seems on brand, I guess. <laughs> uh, Severe Wheeler is just 
all energy all the time. And what three-point shots are to Anthony Edwards, so is a lane drive to Wheeler. Uh, there's not one that he has stopped and said no to. Um, he, he, put I think the brakes on, he put the brakes on that guy at the end of the game and then went right by him and whoop. Mm. Yep. Oh, it was nice. Uh, I think the two people that come to mind are Crump and Wheeler are my two contenders for the second best player on this team, Daniel. Uh, and maybe that's because I like Wheeler that I put him up there. He, like he is growing on me quickly and Crump. There are times at which he flashed. And then there are times which he just fades into the distance. And I don't even know who he is anymore or where he went. He's just like a ghost on much of the game. And then he comes back and all of a sudden you're like, Oh yes, I forgot we have him. Um, who's your second best player? I think it, I think if you ask most Georgia fans, Tyree Crump would be a name that, that comes up a lot. I don't think Tyree Crump is – I think you'd be hard-pressed to put him in our top five best players at this point. Uh, yeah. He was 2 of 11 from 3 and 5 of 15 from the from the floor. What stands out about those lines is not how many he made. It's how many he shot. The guy just keeps shooting, and there's something to be said for confidence. There's also something to be said for competency. And Tyree Crump does not lack for one of those. But uh, it was a struggle for him. And I'm not, not every game is a struggle. He is a streaky shooter, though. And that is what he is. He has, all, he has been at his entire career as a streaky shooter. Um, uh, I think, and, and it's not going to bear out. Tom Crean does not agree with me, just so we're clear. And it is early in the season where obviously this is a take that is probably going to be proven to be ridiculous by the end of the year. I like it. But I think uh, Amanze Ngumeze is our second best player on the team. And I can't understand oh why he's not on the court more. He came in the game early. He scored 10 points relatively quickly. He finished the game with three personal fouls. Clint? Mm-hmm. There's no reason for him to have been on the bench for the bulk of the game. He was 3 of 7 from the field, uh, 4 of 4 from the free throw line. He is a skilled perimeter big man who has got some toughness to him. Um, uh, Rodney Howard is a rough, rough work in progress. Uh, is and, he ever? And Rayshon Hammonds is soft. We Rayshon Hammonds... I, we, I don't want to see him on the court anymore. I've we, seen all that I can get. Amanze, we need this guy to be on the court more often. If we are going to be a team that wins games and is productive, he offers something different uh, that this team desperately needs. I think he's a good player. I just don't. I don't understand why he couldn't get minutes tonight. It's confusing a little bit to me. Uh, yeah, uh, our perimeter defense. Not that good, Daniel. Uh, the Citadel just had their way with us out there. So getting an athletic big man out there, I would like to see more of, not only on the defensive side, on the offensive side. Uh, yeah, get get more minutes for him. Again, Hammonds, thank you for your service. Uh, but I, I, I've seen all that I need to see. I'm not ready to go that far on no. Hammonds. But but I I think I think Amanze needs needs more minutes for sure. <laughs> Uh, that wraps up our first segment. We're going to come back with our second segment and talk about things we found on the internet. All right, Daniel, we uh, we searched, we scoured, not very hard, and we're back with things this week pertaining to Auburn football. 
and those who have thoughts about maybe rankings that we have been placed at or whatnot. Uh, and we're going to talk about the stupid things that we found, Daniel. Uh, what what stupid things did you run into as you opened up the old machine of the computer? This, this doesn't exactly fall under the category of stupid things I read on the internet. It's more like things I read on the internet and then I peed, in, I peed a little bit <laughs> out of out of intense fear. Oh, oh, um, oh no. There's, there's, as you, as you may know, um, Chad Morris did not succeed at the University of Arkansas. Rip, Chad. <laughs> is that fair? Rip. Is that fair uh, to say? I, I think by all measurable things, he was an utter failure. That is correct. The fact that Kirby Smart hasn't already hired him as an analyst it confuses me, though. Like, <laughs> you hire that man immediately as an analyst. Yeah. Um, Chad Morris out at Arkansas. Arkansas fans, I'm seeing online, 24-7 is reporting. Arkansas fans clamoring for a familiar name to come and replace him as the head coach. And that name is Sam Pittman, Clint. Oh, I, I see. Yep. That just, uh, I see your, your fear that made you pee a little bit, Daniel, because I had the same gut reaction in my belly right now. Yeah, that's that's depressing. And, and P.S., Georgia fans, just let's let's be reasonable here. Okay. If you think that we can offer Sam Pittman enough money to stay at Georgia and be the offensive line coach. Right. Instead of going to Arkansas, an SEC school, and being the head coach, you're crazy. Like you are you are not living in a real world. If Sam Pittman wants to be a head coach. Uh-huh. And Arkansas offers him the head coaching job. And I'm not saying either of those necessarily are true or will happen. But if both of those things are true, he's he's leaving. He gone. He's he's leaving. And you, we're just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, there's Jordan nothing fans. there's nothing that we can incentivize. Because again, SEC school, head coach, uh, I just hope and pray Sam Pittman understands what he has going, that he is a king of his castle here. And at Arkansas, he has a two to three year life because Arkansas, at Sam Pittman, great coach, love him. It, it's going to take. They wouldn't, they wouldn't win. They, no, nobody's going to win down there. Daniel, no, no. one is going to win. It's just, it's impossible. It's not a, that's not a, Mike Le- they, Mike, they need to go get Mike Leach and yep. just have themselves a good old time at oh. Arkansas. Gosh, Daniel, could you imagine SEC Media Days for us with Mike Leach in the yeah. conference? Good so night. much fun. So much fun. Could you, could you imagine people like Nick Saban or Kirby <laughs> Smart having to shake Mike Leach's hand at midfield and pretend that they respect him? <laughs> the pirate would get so much joy out of it. It was not even funny. Gosh, that'd be fantastic. Um, all right, Daniel, I'm going to welcome back a new friend to the podcast. He's new. Wow. He, he, he caught up our radar. First time. Long-time listener, first-time caller? Uh, long time, uh, short-time or no-time listener, also uh-huh. no skill, and we would not welcome him onto the show. So if he oh, called, I, see. I, I wouldn't we answer. Would, we would screen the call. <laughs> we would screen the call. Uh, Tim Brando, welcome back Timmy to... Timmy B. Yep. Okay. Timmy B, back in action two weeks in a row, Tim. Two weeks in a row. He, he can't help himself, Daniel. Uh, Tim Brando, uh, football analyst for Fox. Aficionado. 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 Yeah, sure. Sure. Knowledgeable man, apparently. He gets paid to do Uh, this for a job. Okay, Uh, that second thing I think is accurate. (laughs) Yep. 
Yeah, first thing, not second true. Here's what he had to say about the rankings, Daniel. He gave his top 10 before uh, tonight's rankings came out. We're recording this on a Tuesday night, so we will talk rankings here in a moment if need be. But uh, this was Tim's top 10, all right? He has the first three, as you would expect. Uh, I'm sorry, the first, top four, as you would expect. But there's a there's a fourth member in there that's actually ranked three in his world, and that's the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. Jump all the way to the third best team in the nation for beating Penn State at home. Daniel? I'm I'm Okay. 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 So we're going to start there, Tim. You have Minnesota, which, by the way, was it a program-defining win for P.J. Fleck? Of course Absolutely. it was. Of course it was. Rode that boat right out there. Does does that mean that all of a sudden Minnesota's the third best team in the nation? No. Don't don't kid yourself with that, no, Tim. No, it doesn't. Uh, but let's – I digress because we have more pressing matters to get to. Uh, Baylor. Hmm. Baylor Bears. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. They made the top five, Daniel. They come in fifth no, in his rankings. No. Yeah. Uh, let's – just let's keep it going. Oklahoma – who is, I suppose, the only thing in Oklahoma worth watching. I don't know. Is There's not much else to do. Uh, came in ninth on his rankings, and then following, rounding out the top ten, came the University of Georgia for Tim's hatred of our loss to South Carolina at home. Daniel, I ask you, what in the world is Timmy thinking? I was just wondering, where does North Dakota State land on these rankings because apparently who you play doesn't matter it's just accumulating wins yep it just doesn't i mean the 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 quality of teams that you play and how you look when playing those teams that is irrelevant no clearly it's just more wins equals better if you're tim brando and if that's that's your argument if college football fan if your argument is just get the undefeated teams in the top you have no clue what college football is. You you really don't. Like I know that I'm a Georgia fan with one loss. I get that, but I would fight that on anybody. Just because Baylor and Minnesota don't have L's in in the bracket, don't don't come at me with that. It's just the stupidest, most uneducated take in the entire world. I don't think Baylor can make the playoff, even if they went out. No, Minnesota can for yes. sure. Oh, for sure they can. Because they'll beat Wisconsin and probably Ohio State if they win out. But the, but I don't think win, beating Oklahoma this week at home for Baylor is – I don't think that's going to do it. So the only notable win that you're going to have – I mean, Texas is not anything. They're no. bad. Well, they're back. <laughs> Sammy they're boy. back. Hey, so. Sammy. Um, yeah, it's bad. Listen, Tim, Tim Brando is a clown's clown. He belongs on Fox, which is the network that he's on. Big new nooner. Fox, Fox, by the way, pays Urban Meyer money so that he can be on TV and talk about college. That's Fox. So just yep. Gus Johnson is their head, is their lead dog. Oh, and gosh. Urban Meyer and Brady Quinn are matching wits on the pregame show. But, but <laughs> what do we what do we what else do I need to say about this network? <laughs> oh. Okay. Between Brady Quinn's tie knot and um Ken Wisenhunt or whoever else they got running, <laughs> you know, running commentary over there. I just like Tim Brando can have whatever opinion he wants and that's totally fine. Georgia comes in at number 4 on the rankings. Everybody's so excited. We're ahead of Alabama. 
again, you know our position, you Georgia do. fans. You do. We we don't care. Nope. No one should care. It's dumb. It means nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not mean we're better than Alabama. It does not. Just I'll just get that out there. It does not. It means we're ranked higher right now, which means exactly nothing. So, uh, Daniel, the last thing that I saw that was stupid on the internet, I don't know if this counts as stupid, but this was just, this was startling to me. Much has been spoken and talked and penned about our offensive woes, um, which, fine, whatever. And this is a conglomerate of the whole team. But did you know that our margin of victory this year is by 29.9 points a game? Hmm. That, that's so up you're saying the previous two years. Two years we were lower than that. This year we're at 29.9, highest under Kirby Smart. You're saying when we shut out Missouri 27 to nothing, that hurt us uh, that in hurt. terms of average. Yes. Our average came down. It dipped below 30 on that one, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> conversely, if you want to compare, I found this on Twitter. LSU's margin of victory is 24.3. Uh, now, Which again... Is- I'm not math. I'm not math inclined, but that okay. is lower. It is in fact lower. If I look at them, them their numbers, them their numbers don't exactly equate. And we've already spoken how we have faced four top forty defenses, top thirty percent of college football. We've faced four of them, most of any team in the top four, top five, um, and and our margin of victory is better. So uh, I think just as I read this week, I, please again PSA, T's and P's, whatever other acronym you want, just stop hating on our scoring offense it's not going to help i know i know but it won't help i know (laughs) it won't it won't help i understand um hey we're going to come back for our third segment in which we have a couple questions but before that manscaped is number one in men's below the belt grooming get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com all right, Daniel, uh, we got our last episode or our last segment of this episode, and uh, you got Mailbag some questions time. for me. Mailbag. Mailbag time. I got questions. You got questions. All uh, the questions. I, don't, I don't have questions. I don't have questions. Our, our, our listeners have questions. Even better. Um, uh, we got a couple questions here from the listeners. Um, uh, if we did not get to your question this week, we apologize. Um, you know, Blame we, Daniel. We have, he, he does that. Blame, <laughs> blame me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Clint hates craft singles, so you can <laughs> just take your frustration out on him. Um, all right, here's it's another ranking. It's another rankings question, Clint. Okay, right? we got we got two we got two questions. One of them is in the form of a ranking, and one of them is in the form of a uh, would you rather. All right, question number one: Rank these three statistics from what will happen the most on Saturday. Okay. At, against Auburn to what will happen the least, the highest number to the lowest number. Okay. Statistic number one is UGA's touchdown efficiency. If you don't know what that is, that is the percentage of plays where we score points uh, that are touchdowns versus field goals. So the efficiency with which our scoring plays are touchdowns instead of field goals. We score two touchdowns and two field goals. That would be a 50% efficiency rate uh so that number would be 50 uh number two jake Fromm's passing yards total passing yards to receivers who are not named jorge Jorge. or lawrence sir lawrence of cager yes so um uh total yards to receivers now not running backs 
I just want to be clear on that. Be very clear. Thank you. Yep. We're going to count tight ends in that mix. Um, uh, this is a staggering number. We talked about this before the show, Clint. Yeah, this Do you know what insane. that number was for last week? This this <laughs> number Missouri? this number should alarm you, folks. Total passing yards to this is any person on the team, <laughs> including running backs, not named Jorge or Sir Lawrence of Cager. Jorge. It was thir- thirteen yards. It was one reception by Kyrus Jackson for thirteen yards. That was all we got. That wasn't from those two guys. So, oh my, that's number. That is the second number. Uh, that you're ranking. The third one is Bo Nix's. Uh, he plays the quarterback position. The, uh, uh, Auburn has one of those. He's it's questionable. Okay. Bo Nix's completion percentage. Just oh. to give you, just to give you a lay of the land. <laughs> yeah. His current season average is fifty six point four percent. So, what's the highest number? What's the second? And what's the lowest number? Of those three, uh, now this is this is a very interesting question. This is a well this is a well posed question. This is Daniel. well crafted. This is this is thoughtful. This is, I, listen, the lockdown Bulldogs listeners are not your run of the mill no college football idiots. We say this often when we give these public service announcements. We know we're not talking to you, no, listeners. No, no, no. You guys are the cream of the crop, the educated, correct, the high level Georgia fans. This question is proof of that. This is proof of that. All right, so here's what I'm going to go with. Um, right off the page, what leaps out to me is, yeah, I, I don't know on average how many passing yards we give out to anybody besides Jorge and Sir Lawrence of Cager. I have no idea. But it has to be incredibly low. I mean, Blaylock may have, a couple weeks ago, uh, had maybe 20 or so. I, I don't even know if that's even true. Uh, Charlie might get you know a 27-yarder here and, here and there. Uh, but what least off the page is the least I will start with is that passing yards to receivers not named Pickens or Cager. You're going with that is the least. That's the least. That's number three. Okay. Of all the numbers. Correct. That is, that, that is downright depressing. It's really depressing, especially in this Georgia game. Fans. Um, I think I think this might be a, a, a more... Uh, well, actually, we'll get to that here in a, in a moment, another episode in our locks segment, um, which is next next episode tomorrow. Uh, the second thing, Daniel, I think that will happen is Bo Nix's completion percentage. Look, I don't know what this is going to be. I could picture him having a four for twelve game, Daniel. I, I mean, <laughs> that, that would be low. <laughs> I I I am very low on Bo. Uh, I think a lot of us are. I don't think anything of him. I think if you want to test our secondary linebackers, go right ahead, have fun. Uh, but this is this is not going to go well for him. I think second is Bonex completion percentage, and then the the most is going to be our touchdown efficiency. I think Daniel, we're in the red zone, or actually possession wise. So this is this is just scoring. It's not even red zone efficiency. Correct of the scores this we have. Is- touchdown efficiency so it is only scoring plays only scoring plays reviewed this is not how many drives we score on correct correct uh i think we score three to four tuds kick a couple field goals give me that as the most most numbers of all those three daniel agree disagree i disagree okay the one that you have the least i have the most oh i think i think i think sir lawrence of cager will be healthy and we know what he's going to do uh, ball Listen, out. they're gonna double team him, triple team him, 
quadruple team him, whatever. I don't care. Uh, Jorge Pickens done all his damage in games when Sir Lawrence of Cager was out. Have you have you have you processed that? Has that that uh, you've seen the same thing I have this season? I have. When when Lawrence is in, Jorge is not the weapon that he is when Lawrence is out. But this is uh, this is Auburn, Daniel. Just a a quick quick. I understand. Okay. That doesn't really change very much in my mind nice. just to be like well, uh, what it changes is his likelihood of getting a 15 yard penalty oh guaranteed but it does not change he is taunting does not change. first catch of the game yeah. and he goes over the shoulder he's taunting that db demetrius robertson dominic blaylock eli wolf uh those three guys alone will have over 100 yards receiving which means that this number has to be the highest because the other two are percentages they can't be higher than 100 so uh, that is the highest one on the list. I'm going to go touchdown efficiency second and Bo Nix completion percentage third. Bo Nix going to be dirty this game. It's going to be nasty. It's All right, last so one. Okay. It's a simple would you rather. Right, yeah. Two scenarios, you pick one. Scenario one, Lawrence Cager is out for the year. Okay. But we are guaranteed an SEC championship. Oh, I like that. And a spot in the college football playoff which means we don't lose a game until we get to the college football playoff, and then we have to play out the college football playoff without Lawrence Cager. Okay. Okay? Scenario two. We do not lose a game for the rest of the regular season, but we do lose the SEC championship game and thereby do not make the college football playoff. But because of the bad taste in their mouth, both Jake Fromm and DeAndre Swift come back for their senior year one last time, ride or die in Athens. Clint, what do you choose? Uh, instantly the easiest thing. Give me Cager out the year, but a guaranteed SEC championship in the spot in the playoff. It's not even close. This feels like a this feels like a question where you're trying to be baited into saying something stupid, but I'm not baited. If you I'm make not the playoff, the if you make the playoff, you make the playoff. That's it. There's no guarantees of making the playoff. Making no. the playoff is not something that happens every year unless you're Clemson and you play in the WAC. Um, uh, the, so, the WAC just took offense to that, by the way. The WAC <laughs> just say, get off our lawn. We're not the ACC. You're right. University of Nevada football, I apologize to you. <laughs> you didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve um, that. That was uncalled for. You take a spot in the playoff. Now, would we win a playoff game without Lawrence Cager? Of I, I don't care. We wouldn't. I'm I don't. on record as saying we probably couldn't beat Georgia Tech without Lawrence Cager right <laughs> He's now. Easy, but, easy. <laughs> but you take a spot in the playoff when you get a spot in the playoff. 100%. Um, quick bonus question. Uh, if we shut out Auburn this week, does Gus Malzahn get fired before the first game of next season? Uh, no. No, he's going to go eight no? and four this year. No, he's not going. to. No, if he, if no, no, he's not. If he's we not. shut out Auburn this week, does Gus Malzahn consider taking the Arkansas head coaching job? Yes, that. Now that that's is much more very likely. likely. Yes, hundred percent. Gus will say, "I can't do it here. I'm going to go get a fresh start." Correct. He's uh, going to get a twelve-year contract at Arkansas uh-huh. because they will think he's the greatest thing to ever happen to them. Correct. That's absolutely accurate. Hundred percent. Uh, hey. That does it for this episode. We'll be back tomorrow talking locks. And if you guys don't know what locks are, we'll be previewing a little bit more of the Auburn game uh, as well as giving out our betting lines, things that we think you should bet on uh, to get some money 
cold hard cash in your pocket. Uh, join us for that as we again talk uh, Auburn game locks. Daniel give out, and uh, we will see you all every single day this week and every single day in subsequent weeks on the Locked On Bulldogs, Locked On Podcast Networks. We'll see you then. See ya.